Hello, this is the Migraine Heroes podcast, a podcast where we share real stories from real people suffering and battling with migraine disease. In this podcast, we seek to provide support, hope, holistic health advocacy, and inspiration for those who suffer from migraines. So, um, good morning. This is Diane Ducarme, and I'm here with Jessica Hiscox um, to talk about her uh, migraine journey. So, thank you so much, Jess, for coming. I am very, um, almost emotional for you. I'm very, very happy, deeply grateful that uh, you made it. Um, I want to start to go um, right in. So, this is October 11, 2019 already. We're pre-COVID, world pre-COVID. Um, and... Um, your sister introduced us. Um, she was working with me and uh, we meet. Um, can you explain when we meet where your brain is at and where is your life as a result at? Yeah, so back in 2019, I was pretty lost um, and quite desperate to find something to help. Um, I was getting migraines pretty much every day. Um, the amount of work that I could do was severely impacted. I was having to shut myself in wardrobes to just get through the day because it was dark and quiet. Um, and no one really got it, which just made the whole thing worse. Um, and so I couldn't really see a way out. And so not only was my physical health impacted by my migraines but my mental health was really impacted by it too um and the mental health of to be honest everyone around me because it's really difficult when someone you love is suffering so much which is why my sister reached out to you to yeah. sort of introduce us in the hopes that maybe yeah. something else Just, I could try she was yeah. very doubtful when she reached out <laughs> Because what we had worked on had nothing to do with this. So she was very doubtful. Um, my sister is very clinical and scientific and structured. And she's not holistic or nature-based, like, at all. So the fact that she suggested it was to me, like, okay, I'm really impacting her life and she's desperate too. <laughs> so I should try yeah. that. When she was she was really depressed and I mean she was really sad. Um, when I reflect on that conversation, you know, I have known your sister for now since two thousand and fifteen or so, and she's indeed this very uh, action oriented wo woman. And when she came, she was she was really really ha having tears in her eyes, which is so unlike so her. unlike her. And she was handing you off. Just like that, with the vulnerability of her hands and saying, I have no other choice. And I had never heard of you. No offense. Yeah. But we were not talking about personal life yeah. so much at the time. And um, she was really handing you over. And when, do you remember the, the, the title of, she connects us, us on WhatsApp. Then do you remember the title yeah. she puts? Yeah, it was Healing Jess. And that sort of just encompassed everything yeah. in and around it. It wasn't fixing me. It wasn't this like, quick let's make things happen it yeah. was this nurturing gentle journey that we've been yeah. on and thinking back about yeah. that title I think it is really apt yeah and so uh, to that uh, chat um that she leaves right after yeah she's like here you go I'm off to it I'm <laughs> off like not of interest 
Um, I had a, fl a flower at the time. I was um, not having any systems. You know, your name didn't really matter to me, your last name, your phone number, <laughs> your identity. What I was after was um, your body, your soul, your brain. Um, and so every woman was represented uh, by a flower. And so I had these sort of library of flowers in my phone and I randomly pick one. I sometimes was asking women, which one would you like? And they choose, but I chose for you and it turned out it was your favorite. Flower. Yeah. So it was a gerbera, which was always really nice. And it just brought a smile to my face when I opened up that chat all the time. And so for me, it was able to help me distinguish in my chats who were yeah, women with so migraines and, my, my, you know, uh, personal life from professional life. Um, yeah. And, and so, but your, your migraines, um, um, did not, so they, they started with an onset of a concussion, um, those ones, but you had had a history of that. Can you go a little bit, go back as long as you remember? Yeah. So I've always had headaches, um, and multiple different types of headaches. I remember talking to you about this and you're like, what? There's more, like it's a headache. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. There's like the front headaches and the back headaches and like where it comes yeah. in and the intensity and yeah. the symptoms of it because a headache and a migraine it's not just the pain in your head there's so many other things that go along with it the vision and the nausea and the like confusion and I've had aches in my head since I was a kid I remember being little and bouncing on the tramp with my sister and having to mm -hmm. go inside because my head hurt and I didn't I didn't understand it mm -hmm. um no other kids hit it it was just kind of me um and I didn't really know what it was and it wasn't every day it was just kind of every now and then and my parents took me to see doctors when I was little because they were frequent enough that they were really impacting me mm -hmm. no one could say anything and then just sort of what did what would it look like you'd go to the doctor and then and then what You'd, they'd run some tests they'd ask mm -hmm. me some questions measure my blood pressure like that was gonna tell them anything and you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I had, the, over the course of my life, I've had m multiple acronyms of tests, ECGs, EEGs, MRIs, CTs, and every time hasn't come back with, I don't have a tumour, which is fantastic. But it was never an answer. It was like, structurally, everything's in the right place, so you should be fine. You're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. Off you go. Just suck it up. Um, and how did that make you feel about you? Like, how were you receiving that information? Literally, it was soul-destroying. Feeling like something's wrong with you, not being able to live, like, a normal life mm -hmm. is is hard enough. You know, you have all these senses. You feel like you're a failure. You feel like you just need to suck it up and yeah. try harder, but not being able to do that and then reaching out for support which is hard to do sometimes yeah. to say I'm not okay and reaching out and then just have being like rebuffed, being like told, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Stop coming and asking us to yeah. fix you. Yeah. Or here, take some drugs. And yeah. the drugs were painkillers, yeah. um, antidepressants, sleeping tablets. And being told to take antidepressants was just gut-wrenching, not because... I had a problem with needing support in terms of mental health, but because I was like, the reason I'm upset is because I'm having all these problems with my health and making me feel better about feeling sick is not 
fixing me feeling sick. It's just like helping at the tail end. And if we dealt with this end, I wouldn't need yeah. that end. And so you kind of, I got to the stage where I just didn't trust myself mm-hmm. anymore. And I wasn't listening to my body and I was trying to just push through stuff and I'd feel migraines coming on mm. and I mean anyone who's had a migraine knows that the best thing to do when you feel the migraine coming on is to just stop and to try and stop it before it starts and mm. for me that's going somewhere dark and quiet and just to be honest if I can go to bed that's ideal if mm. not just sitting down and sometimes if I'm lucky if I've caught it early enough mm-hmm. I can get away with mm-hmm. not having a full moon migraine yeah but when you're not listening to your body, when you don't feel like you can trust mm-hmm. what it's telling you, then you yeah. don't listen to those early yeah. cues yeah. and you keep pushing through. Yeah. And then you end up yeah. a complete mess. And, and and so at that time, so you are born and raised in New Zealand. Yeah. I was born in Palmy. So yeah. Yeah. And um I moved to Auckland probably about eight years ago for okay. my job. And what was your diet like all of these years? So I, my, my background is ecology conservation. So I've always been um, very aware of the environmental impact of my diet. Um, and I've always tried to eat quite healthy. Didn't always succeed when I was at uni, but I've always tried to um, be conscious of what I'm eating. And as I've gotten older, I've been able to get better and better at that. So I've had a plant-based diet for the past probably five years mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Um, and try really hard to eat locally, eat organically and yeah. grow a lot. And I remember that about you, like yeah. I was recommending food, some of which are not produced here in New Zealand and that would be a concern for you and you were telling me, look, I'd rather consume them locally and organic and I'm like, ah, I can't get you on <laughs> of that. I mean... And I remember you were, um, as we were working with, together, you uh, started to grow a number of the foods I was recommending you to eat, which, you know, I still to this day, I find phenomenal, you know, and, and I hope over time we're able to do that more. Yeah. And I think that was really one of the cool things about all this um, was that it's food mm-hmm. and I was getting told, here, have all these really heavy, you know, pharmaceutical grade drugs. Yeah. And I was begging them, begging them, all the specialists for more like holistic things I could do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started looking for myself. I started looking into like, you know, like mindfulness Mm -hmm. and that sort of meditative space because I knew that I was making things worse like Mm. I had my migraines but I knew that mentally how I was responding to them was adding like fuel to the fire and so I was trying to think about what I could do personally to improve my lifestyle and you know my well-being and I thought diet wise as I said I'd always tried to be pretty good with it like yeah, I love pizza and fries as much as yeah. the next person, but I was very <laughs> conscious about how often oh, I sure. had you need to live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it being food never really yeah was something that I yeah thought about yeah. as a medicine. Yeah, and so if I I I, I you know go back in time, so you're a child, you're suffering these um sort of you know 
aches to your brain, which I quite like. It probably as a child, you're probably people around you are calling therefore a headache, mm. and that's the naming you remember about. It's an, an first early onset of migraines. You go on with your life; they become more frequent. You look for answers; you're not finding them, and there's starts to be this distrust of either the doctor's wrong or I'm wrong, but we're not understanding things the same way, and that over medicamentalization, which is not good. Do you still have migraines today? I have, and I literally, I think back, I'm thinking back to 2019, and after we sort of got through the kind of the program and stuff like that, I think there's been two instances that I can remember where I've started getting a migraine, Uh but it hasn't gone into a full-blown migraine. Yeah, and so that has been since probably November 2019, so that's, you know, quite amazing coming from sort of 30 days of migraines. Yeah. So you get hits, you get a concussion, and and over time I try to explain women how they can prevent a concussion, but it hits you. It hits you and it puts you in an extreme place of vulnerability. Um, you can focus, I remember at the time, 10 hours a week. Oh, I was a mess. I mean, before the concussion, I was working full-time and studying full-time, um, and I was... I was still having migraines before yeah. the concussion, but I was being able to kind of deal with them yeah. a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was quite lucky that I could kind of juggle work and study enough that mm-hmm. I knew when I, something was happening and I could kind yeah. of get away from it. Yeah. Then I hit my head and... Yeah, and everything through your back. Everything just collapsed yeah. in around me. Do you know that after your case, whenever I see a woman who's about to have a concussion, I just had one this morning, yesterday night from London, so I'm like, we first work on that because if that happens to you, you go backwards two years yeah. and we have to avoid it. And so that's really the thing I try to, to address the most. However, it's not always possible to address initially, but I always think of you in particular when I give these um, advice, like, you know, you have to address it now because otherwise, you know, the the base case, which is terrible that you're on, is going to get even worse. Yeah. yeah. So um, so we meet, so your sister puts us in touch. We have this chat and we, we meet, it's probably on the weekend, I think. Yeah, I mean, no, I think, uh, yeah, I came to your house and... We sat on a sofa. We sat on a like sofa, yeah, yeah, and just chatted and... I had no idea what to expect. Ariel hadn't told me much. When she didn't know anything. No, no, no. And I was like, she was just like, here, meet my friend. And I was like, okay. And I remember sitting down and you pulled out this kind of piece of paper. Mm. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And there's a lot of questions. And they're very weird and very random, but just go with it. Yeah. And I okay. Yeah. And you started asking me these questions and the more you got through it, the more I was like, yes, yes. Have you been spying on me? Like, how do you know? And it was weird, random stuff. And the one that sticks out in my head was you asked me, do you sigh a lot? And I was like, because literally the week before, my partner was like, you need to stop doing that. I'm like, doing what? He's like, "You you just go... Like, I know. I had no idea I was doing it. He's yeah. like, you have been doing it so much, yeah. and I just, I randomly sigh, yeah. and I didn't know. And and there were a whole bunch of questions like that, which felt like totally unconnected, yeah. and I didn't even know they were a thing. And 
I think that was the first moment where I was like, okay, like yeah. you, you're getting the fact that, you know, your whole body is yeah. a system uh-huh. and you can't treat it in isolation. You can't just look at my brain and go, okay, you know, you're getting a headache, so it must be in mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you were asking me questions about different body parts and mm-hmm. things. And I was like, finally, mm-hmm. this sounds like something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I remember you being very energized, like your yeses were like, yes. <laughs> and I get that too. Like, you know, it can be feeling bloated, having sore breasts, having, you know, different things. And you were like, this is me. Yeah. And that too. And that too, with a lot of color and a lot of enthusiasm. Um, I have received lots of advice from men that my questionnaire was too long. At that time, it was about 30 questions to these 80 questions. And I was told you have to bring them down to 10. And um, and I must say that no woman stops in the middle of the questionnaire. They want to solve a problem and they're like, bring it on. Um, this is really, you know, answering some of my needs and making connections I had not made before. Yeah, so we make connections. Yeah. That was yeah, what really resonated so with what me. I was trying to do, and at the time I didn't know anything about migraines. Really, I had done it for my sister. I had done it for a few friends, and so therefore I thought I could do it. But I didn't know the amplitude and the existence of such women like you. I didn't know the life. So on the receiving end, I you answered all of these questions. On the other hand, for me, you um, plummet high the scores, like you're just super high on every single dimension. I mean, not every single, but like most dimensions. Um, and so anyway, we go on in this conversation and I feel very humbled by your story and I feel, oh my God, like now I owe Ariel uh, results and I don't know if <laughs> I can pull this one off. I have done this in the past, but maybe not for cases like this one. So anyway, take a deep breath. Um, and we talk and I make you discover some of these foods. I think mm-hmm. I have, you know, a home. I mean, I, I consume my own medicine. I have, I use all of these yeah. foods myself. Um, and so I take some of those out. What were your impressions? Or well, So, yeah, we sat on the couch and we kind of back and forth with the questions. And then, yeah, you took me downstairs into your kitchen and started showing me some of these foods. And a lot of them were weird, dried things. But... Yeah. But it was still food, and yeah. I was just fascinated yeah. by it. And I was also really worried about what it was going to taste like. Yeah. You know. Um, so I made you one. Yeah, you made me tea. Yeah. Um, you made yeah. me red date. Yeah, red date decoction. Yeah. This is one of my favorite, yeah. personally. And yeah. I was just sitting there going, oh, gosh, is this going to be really gross or bitter? And I'm like, I want to have to drink it. Yeah. Don't really know what's going on. And yeah. I drank it. I was like, this is delicious. And I yeah. just felt so energized mm-hmm. afterwards as well. And I think a lot of that was because... I felt so supported mm-hmm. and, and safe yeah. and like this was something tangible yeah. that I could do, that I could yeah. achieve. Yeah. Part of my concussion rehab was to do all these exercises and to do them like 10 yeah. times a day and I yeah. really struggled with them yeah. and it was such a chore mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I had the mental capacity to yeah. add in more. Yeah. And I was really worried that I was going to get this big list of to-dos from you, yeah. that it was going to be really complicated. And I was just, I was just not going to achieve it. Yeah. And then it was food. Yeah. And there were food foods in there that I was like, I can get that from the supermarket. I can grow that in my garden. Yeah. I had to do a bit of research and then yeah. but I found a lot of them in like yeah. bulk bin places, yeah. you know, like yeah. the rose petals yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, get yeah. from... Yeah. 
you know, bulk bin yeah. places, which means there's no packaging. I get yes. them. Like, I can tick all my boxes with it. It yeah. just took a bit of tweaking, yeah. but it was something that I could do where I could just make a yeah. cup of tea or I could add it to my dinner. And I didn't have to like try yeah. and exert all this energy. Yeah. And I didn't feel like, you know, when you have exercises to do and if you're too tired and you don't do them and then you feel really guilty and yeah, it's like yeah, I'm yeah. failing at making yeah. myself better yeah none yeah. of that yeah was there yeah. it was just you know yeah how can I add something to yeah. my dinner or diversify yeah. stuff and yeah. it just was this like weight lifted off mm -hmm. and and so I remember so that day we talked for about two hours I think something like that it was a long conversation at the end of which I find you exhausted um, and I'm like, where do you live and how far do you need to drive? And I'm like, oh, yeah, so I haven't done insurance uh, forms, <laughs> like, you know, uh, let alone uh, data security things. It was really early days and I feel like oh, I felt very uh, responsible for your life. Um, and I'm like, would you like to go and sleep in my daughter's bed? And so that's what you did. Yeah, I had a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I just it was, yeah, and and I really I needed it, and I didn't, I didn't know how much I needed it. Part of my concussion, and even to be honest, part of when I'm getting migraines, if I'm not listening to myself, I push through it, and I mm. keep pushing, and I should have stopped, you know, twenty minutes ago, yeah. and I'm this mess. And when I'm in that yeah. situation, I just I do, I yeah. I'm hyper-focused on what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not aware of the no, fact you that you were really best. focused and you were really in the conversation. At the end of the day, I'm like, gosh, I can feel now her energy is low. I've consumed a lot of your mm. energy. I've asked you a lot of questions. We went into your past, into your story, and I can feel the um, the hope and also the animosity towards all of that emotion, towards everything that has happened to you. I've exhausted you. You've given me your energy. And so... I'm like, okay, you should go in. I thought you you would not accept to go and do, and sleep in, in Manon's <laughs> bed. She was at the time six or so, but yeah. you did go and it made me relief. I'm like, at least she's sleeping. She'll wake up whenever she wakes up. She came and, and tucked me in, do you remember? And I'm pretty sure she gave me one of her little titties. Oh, yeah, did she? I didn't know that. Oh, that's very, very cute. That's so cute. You need to know that at that time, you know, home, um, I didn't have systems, so every woman was a flower. And so my only way was... Something that your mom actually gave me as a gift when I departed my former employer to do this. She gave me the gift of, you know, Diane's dreams. <laughs> I was like really, really pushing away my purpose in life. I was passionate about this. I was helping out people on the side. But, you know, I come from a really a business background and a family of doctors, like, you know, very scientific, very, you know, normal. So when I told my parents I want to do this, they're like, oh, so you're going to medical school. And I'm like, oh, no, not, not quite. <laughs> I want to use, you know... Um, artificial intelligence, I want to help women at scale together with doctors, but also combining the East and the West, because I think we're um, getting a few things quite wrong. Uh, and so and so I received this from your mom, and I put all of these quotes from Tony Robbins and these things <laughs> as far away as possible. Uh, but then you end up on that board that your mom did. It's a magnetic board, but I couldn't put all of the flowers in the paper. And, and you're that flower. Um, and so my my children, they always ask me, oh, how is that one doing? And how is that one doing? And how is, you know, and so and so they, they know, they still ask me, except now they don't, you know, they don't know who is who anymore. But they get their, their you know, they make a poem or they re-ask. Um, you know, and we talk, we talk about also children of 
of people who have migraines. Anyway, I didn't know she had given me a cuddle. Yeah. She's very sweet. She was very she's sweet. She's very, very yeah. sweet. And she really cares. It's, it's very cute. Okay, so you sleep. Um, while you sleep, I think I take out my Excel sheets and my printer and I print you a booklet. So I'm like cutting paper and I'm cut, I'm making a tracker for you. Um, and something quite interesting happens with that tracker. So I'm I'm giving you um, lists of foods mm-hmm. so in Excel with names. And so at that at that time, you were trying to address two conditions. Yeah, we just focused on two to start with. Two to start with, yeah. which is a great number and for the body and for the woman. I've, I have found sometimes I try to push too much and then people feel it's too hard. And so we're trying to increase your blood volume mm-hmm. and we're trying to um, boost your liver function, all of your liver system. Um and uh, I codify them with B1, yeah, etc. Yeah. We just yeah. found that out, which you know Charlotte discovered appalled by how you know low tech. It was how low tech. tech. It was like low tech, <laughs> high paper, high touch. Um, and so I'm copy pasting like that, and I'm copy pasting some trackers, like physical trackers of what did you eat that day, and then and I put some um, um, empty emojis for you to color in, for me. Red, well, initially, yeah, initially it was just smiley. You wanted me to go, oh yeah, sad, happy, or like, yeah, moderate. True. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> that's not enough faces. <laughs> that does not adequately represent yeah. what I go through in a day. So, what do you do with that tracker? So instead, I made like a rainbow spectrum and I coloured it in um, with the happy and the sad on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So that I could really actually yeah. showcase yeah. what it is I was feeling because even during a day, I'd have yeah. so many highs and so lows. And I could do be- a better job on that because women will see. Yeah. Like I wake up yeah. and I'll be like, oh, I'm good. And yeah. then by the end of the day, I'll, you know, be. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I was like, how do I capture that? With like, I remember when I first started, I tried to do like a S face. So it like started smiley and then went down to oh, sort yeah. of like represent yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't working. So then I colored it. In. <laughs> and so anyway, times goes by a little bit. I remember that initially you felt a bit tired. Very, yeah. very early days. So. When we first started, you gave me this huge list of foods. Yeah. There, I feel like there's like 20 different yeah. ones on there. And I was like, what am I meant to yeah. do with this? Um, and you were like, just have a couple a day. And I was like, okay. And so I tried around and that was where I was trying to find stuff. And, and some of them, I was like, not doing much. And okay. then others, I was like, Phew. The red dates was a big one. Um, it was, and so I used to mix the red dates and um, goji berries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make a tea. Mm-hmm. And it just, that was I was on for you. Yeah. But then it was almost too much. Yeah. Um, my skin started breaking. Yeah. Out, oh, I remember it. And I started almost being like hyperactive because I don't drink caffeine. Um, yeah. Like, so I don't have coffee or anything like that but like when I have had fizzy drinks and stuff yeah. I get this like sugar high yeah and I was getting it from that and I was like yeah. you know what like yeah it's too much it's too I much I remember I didn't remember and I tell women you can go over because yeah. sometimes they'll say oh I'm on my new list but I keep drinking all of the teas of the formula list I'm like stop 
And they don't believe me there's su- su- such a thing as too much. Yeah. And I think, you know, seeing it on you, I'm like, oh, yeah, you start, we've had enough. Tank is full. You can't go above 100%. Like, otherwise, that's also a, a problem. And so mm-hmm. I'm like making these signs, you know, on <laughs> Like, we try to get you here. Here's not good. Here's equally not good. But they sometimes don't believe that's possible. Yeah, so you, no food no food is good in absolute terms in certain quantities for a certain time. It's great. Okay, yeah. So initially very tired, massive energy, too much energy. Um, yeah, I remember that. And remember. the other thing that was fantastic about that was like, so often when doctors give you medication, they're like, you have to stay on it for like six months mm-hmm. and work through all the side effects till we know if it's working or not. And you're getting all these horrible side effects, yeah. like nausea yeah. and everything like this. And they're like, no, 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 just just wait. It'll get better. Just wait. Yeah. And you're like, how am I meant to do this for six months? But yeah. with the food, it was like, oh, you know what? That's too far. And you're like, cool, cut it out. And I cut it out and I was fine. Like yeah. it had passed through my yeah. digestive system. Yeah. And I was Your back body to- is the bus. And it was just, yeah. it made so much sense yeah. to my head. And the fact that I could just like- bounce around yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and try different things yeah. was just yeah. so what worked with my lifestyle and my way of thinking. And I, I appreciate you saying that because sometimes I, you know, I I'd always insist to women and say, your body's the bus. <clears throat> if you feel bloated or if you feel you have a migraine after taking anything, you stop it immediately. You let me know it's off your list. But me knowing that it happened to you helps me get e- even further clarity on your profile. By now, it just really rarely happens. But sometimes women will say, <clears throat> recently, a woman in Boston, and she was saying, no, no, let me try harder. I'm like, no, no, there's no harder. Like, yeah. your body was clear. And your body's always right. It's like, your body, yeah. if you give it the right n- nutrition, it knows exactly where to put it. And if it has had too much of it, it just puts the problem, you know, mm. anyway, out and tries to communicate it to you. Um at that time, I also remember, I don't know if you want to take your phone and, and, and look at that text and what we exchanged yeah. on, but I remember for me um, meeting you the first for the first time, like you were having so much energy uh, and before you were a lot more quiet, I was doing all of the questions and not the answers, but you know, you get what I mean. Um, and so at that time you were more bubbly, can you add your... Yeah, so I mean, this was like a month and a half, two months and... Yeah, and I remember just thanking you. Like I felt so much more myself, mm-hmm. and I remember saying, "You know, I see a light at the end of a tunnel now." And I actually said, "I'm looking forward to 2020," which in hindsight is quite ironic. But <laughs> yeah. but you know, I didn't know that then. But you know, I had been in this space of this head injury for like over a year, yeah. and couldn't find a way out and was being told by everyone you know you're fine just be better and I didn't know how to do that and then all of a sudden I felt like I had tools in my toolbox again that I could use yeah Yeah. and so you know and and I had so much more mental energy yeah Yeah. which meant that I could be a nice person yeah yeah you know like I felt like I could be my like bubbly energetic self and you said to me like you're sparkling again and that's something that my dad said to me he's like you know through that concussion you lost your sparkle and that was really hard to hear and he wasn't meaning it in like a negative way but he was just like you know 
And that goes back to the fact that when you have these problems, it's not just you, it's it's everyone else. And so I felt like food was something that everyone could do to support me, you know, like yeah. when, when I was cooking dinner, it, mm-hmm. my partner can eat it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fine, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and granted, some of them are a bit weird and he didn't need to eat those, but yeah. like, you know, a lot of the, the mushrooms and a lot of the grains and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's just normal food. And I just yeah. had to make uh, more of a conscious effort to yeah. include it in my diet. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the foods that you had and you liked, like some of the happy memories or the ones you felt, mm, this is, this is my, yeah. this is the Jess food. So for me, it was teas. Yeah. Like I, I don't drink coffee, but I love me some herbal teas. Do you and have your bottle? I do. It's in my bag. Okay. Um, and so it has a tea strainer on it and things like that. And so many, of, yeah, so many of the ones on the list um, were herbs that I could put into a tea. So, yeah, it has its little like yeah, it was you tea strainer. Yeah, I remember and, you finding it online, and I thought that's a brilliant idea. So you can have something always warm with you. Yeah, and and it was in in yeah the plant print and the glass was a big yeah thing as well tea. because. Yeah. And so it's yeah. insulated and it's just so easy and it's such a perfect size. And yeah. I did a bit of research and went out and got a bunch of the plants. Yeah. So like chamomile and calendula and mint yeah. all grow in my garden now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just constantly harvesting them and drying them. I got a bit carried away when we first started. I had all these herbs drying around the house, which my partner said I had to rein in a bit because I got well too excited. But that to me was something that was just, you know, it, yeah. it was so easy yeah. and it, it became a little bit of a ritual. Like yeah. I knew I was doing something good for myself, but I didn't need to think. And I, yeah. I have pre-mixes made up of yeah. different teeth, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a normal thing for people to do. Yeah, and I it's nice to feel normal. Yeah, I didn't feel like a, a weirdo yeah. having to yeah. witches brew all these yeah. strange things yeah. that smell yeah. funny or, yeah. you know, I could yeah. just. Have a cup of peppermint yeah. tea. Yeah. It's also okay to feel like a witch. Yeah, no, I can't actually be honest. and feel that about me, but not too much. Sometimes I did I did quite like that when they're all bubbling away and it was turning all thick. I'm like, yes. But, but, but uh, again, that when I had no energy, yeah. that was hard. Having to, yeah, yeah, no, having to soak the stuff. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's nothing. For everyone else, you're like, mm, okay, you just have to get something out to soak it. But for yeah. me, yeah. Every little bit of my yeah. like neural load yeah. was allocated yeah. to something else, and having to yeah. get stuff out to soak to in order to co- was just yeah. too much. Yeah, and this was something. Yeah, my partner could make me. He could make yeah. me a cup of my tea, and I didn't need yeah. to worry about anything. And yeah. Um. Yeah, and so you start to have more energy. I remember that, and then. You start working more again. Yeah, yeah. It was like this sort of wall broke and I just jumped up massively. Like through the concussion, it was just such a slow, gradual increase and I'd plateau for yeah. ages and then just... Yeah. And I literally just went... Yeah. And had this big jump and yeah. it gave me that extra almost like buffer of energy that I needed yeah. to then be able to consciously yeah. start improving. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know where I would be if I hadn't have met you, mm-hmm. because 
you know, if you if you hurt your leg or you hurt your, you know, your arm, you can rest it. Mm -hmm. There's crutches or you can sit down. How do you rest your brain? Mm -hmm. You can't. And so when you're having migraines or, you know, headaches and he everything you do uses your brain. So yeah. it's so hard to rest and then trying to figure out how to still live yeah. your life, you, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. And so being able to just have, yeah, I see tools in my toolbox where, you know, like I'm feeling run down or I'm feeling tired and yeah. I still have those lists. Yeah. And I mean, we started off with 20 mm -hmm. and then we went through and we crossed out the ones that crossed didn't work for me or that I wasn't comfortable yeah. buying because yeah. I didn't know the origin of or whatever. And they got smaller yeah. and smaller and smaller. And I had... Mine, we added a few other Yeah, lists. we tried some things yeah. and moved on to the spleen Yeah, as my liver started getting better. Yeah. And we just basically condensed that. Yeah. And I didn't even need to look at it anymore. Like yeah. I knew, knew what was on there yeah. and what I could use. Yeah. And that's been just so easy for me to maintain. Yeah. And occasionally when I get you know, really tired or I'm feeling yeah. down, like I'll flick back through to some of the earlier ones and yeah. like, oh, add that in. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like I'm at the stage now where I can take that next step mm -hmm. because I still do have a lot of problems with like from my concussion and with fatigue and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and I remember, yeah, and I remember you saying, "I'd love to have to do like a round two, which we might do, like women." Yeah. Um, it's funny on that on that board, uh, I had to change it. Like I had, whoopsie, it's falling apart. Um, I had uh, it's finished, and then um, the last step is now called asking for more, because women say, "Oh, um, you got rid of this symptom, that 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 that." I don't need to get medication anymore, but can I have a round two? Yeah. A round yeah. two of. Uh, you know, like, okay, now I work maybe 40 hours a week or like 50 or whatever. But, you know, I, I feel I can, and as women, we're like a very dynamic um, um, creators uh, with fertility cycles, etc. And so in the process, there's always something nicer to um, improve. I find that with myself too, like, yeah, depending on the season, depending on the children, the load of work, the stress, the um, emotions, you know family stuff there's a lot of pressures on women and yeah. I think it's just yeah and so my dream is also like you know like currently the the I'm like going off a tangent a little bit but like the price is a little bit high and what I'd love is if we can accompany women with a much lower price and more automation but as a result accompany them much longer um, and, and, and from a much earlier age, you know, the year that you've spent, I was just this morning on the phone with someone in the U S and it, she was surrounded by her daughter and her husband and her daughter did the entire call, um, and, uh, signed her mom up as uh, she's had, um, 30 years of that one year you've had. Yeah. And so I also apologize to her for the much sufferance as a society. We leave her have that life and have her daughter have that life and have to see her mom suffer so much. Um, yeah, so it's a, still a frustration for me. I'm very encouraged because now we have an eight-year-old and I feel, okay, with an eight-year-old, yeah. there's just, wow, you can just, it's a whole new world of possibilities and a, and a brain, which at the end of the day for me, 
indicates with a lot of smart attitudes, hey, we need help, we're good. A bit more help, we're good. We're good, we're good, we're good. A bit of help, we're good. Anyway, um, so all of that happens. And um, yeah, and so we're now in, what, 2020 and... 2021, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going for a lot. No, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and so you're doing good. And so at some point, I mean, we still work on a few things. And then at some point, you're basically done. You're feeling yourself and you're happy. I remember your partner being super supportive and super yeah. involved. Yeah. No, he uh, was really good throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, he does quite, we're quite similar in our lifestyles in the sense. So, yeah. you know, it, it, health is a priority and if I needed to take heaps yeah. of medication then yeah. you know he would support that too but I think he got it as well and mm -hmm. he could see the changes and we'd go shopping and he'd take my list with him oh, when yeah. he went shopping um so he can kind of know yeah. what yeah. he needs to get more yeah. of and that kind of stuff yeah. um and it was something that he could get on board with yeah. really easily yeah. um and my yeah. sister and staff, and yeah. you know, like it just, I think so often we know that food can have a negative effect on our body. You know, like we eat yeah. too much and we feel sick or, you know, people drink and they get hung over. Like yeah. we know that our, yeah. what we triggers. consume is, yeah. yeah, it triggers us. And I think we know that we should eat healthy, but we eat healthy to be healthy. We don't necessarily think of food as Mm -hmm. medicine mm -hmm. um and that was a really cool thing mm -hmm. for me was thinking of it as you know what actually this is serving a direct purpose and not just i'm eating healthy yeah yeah totally and can we talk a minute we haven't talked about your medication journey were you medicated as a child and then through no no so i mean well i say no i've i've been on things on and not Mm -hmm. But I was always really resistant mm -hmm. to it. Um, mm -hmm. I just didn't, I didn't like the way that medications were prescribed because it was so often just take this. Mm -hmm. There was no like plan of to how long you'd be on it for or what I was meant to be like, what I'm exactly taking it for. Or, you know, it just yeah. didn't, I just, I just couldn't get my head around it. It was yeah. like a band-aid and part of the problem with me resisting medication meant that doctors didn't think I was sick enough yeah because they're like oh, oh well you can do without if oh. you can do without it then obviously you're fine and so I I struggled to get taken seriously because they were like oh well if you're not desperate for medication then obviously you're coping so you're not even that bad mm -hmm. and that was just such a horrible attitude yeah. and so sometimes I actually found myself saying yes to medication almost to get them to believe me yeah. that something was wrong and then therefore would you even buy them well yeah no I, I didn't I mean yeah. I tried them yeah and I didn't do anything yeah. and then they're like oh you just need a stronger dose and so there's an incident that also I remember happened with ACC mm -hmm. yeah can you yeah. comment to that? And people outside internationally don't know what ACC is, so maybe giving a bit of context. So the intent is, I'll just say, the intent is not to badmouth. I think the intent is there is profound misunderstanding of what you went through 
and therefore um, lack of um, very good and maybe caring guidance around your profile. Yeah, yeah. So ACC is um, an insurance provider for New Zealand. So they subsidise all our healthcare. And it's a fantastic system. Accidents. For accidents. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I had my head injury, um, I went to hospital. I was in hospital um, and that was all funded. Um, And then I had follow-ups with physios and um, rehab providers and ACC funded that. But they also have a, almost like a graph of, right, this is when you should be back at work Mm -hmm. and this is your recovery time. And Mm -hmm. I found it very difficult to fit within that blueprint because a lot of uh, literature for concussion is based on rugby players. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, and sports sports professionals and figuring out how to get them back to the rugby field. Yeah. I don't play rugby. Um, Yeah. I would be terrible if I did. But, you know, it was not how do we get people back to reading 10 journal articles in a day? That was how do we get people back to being able to, you know, do research and understand complex things. And there was just, there wasn't there. Um, And I had a lot of trouble with my vision and that was giving me headaches. And they sent me to specialists who said structurally, you're fine. And I knew structurally that all my bits and pieces were in place but functionally mm-hmm. I wasn't working and they there was no in between mm-hmm. it was you don't have any tumors or brain bleeds or mm-hmm. anything like that it has to be psychological mm-hmm. and they told me that it was psychosomatic mm-hmm. and that all my symptoms were because I had high anxiety I'd never been diagnosed with anxiety in my life um, and you don't have that profile from me, like some women do, and I appreciate yeah. that. That was never your case. No, no. So, I mean, I had a lot of, through all this concussion, yeah. I had a lot of, I felt anxious mm-hmm. and I was yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a big difference yeah. between feeling anxious and having anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it felt like just this shove off because it was so dismissive and they basically said you're it's a pre-existing condition because you have anxiety mm-hmm. and the anxiety is what's causing your symptoms so it's not an accident oh. so we're not going to fund you anymore and they just wow. cut me off I didn't know that was the rush yeah and so I mean there was no as I said, they never diagnosed me with anxiety. Yeah. They just had a specialist who read my file and said she doesn't have anything physically wrong with it. And her. so therefore cuts you off, meaning? So cut me off, meaning, so they were providing financial support because yeah. I couldn't work full time. Yeah. Um, I couldn't I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. I would get such headaches and I'd get confused mm-hmm. and I'd get lost. I, as I said, I had problems speaking. My head mm-hmm. would be so bad Remember that. Yeah. that I would stutter or lose my words or just not know what I was going to say um yeah I was having micro tremors so I was just shaking uncontrollably there were all these things that were part of the concussion alongside the increase in migraines and the lack of concentration and with the migraines comes the nausea and the like dizziness and just this 
weight on your head yeah. and I'm like how am I meant to yeah I mean look and it's awful and it's not human but the problem is there is when we label migraines we also label it one thing yeah and women have you know I have on my watch like 50,000 uh, combinations of condition women have and so yes there is no one medication and we label with one word many many different you know physical problems and that was that was what I just couldn't get my head around yeah. was and so you were not crazy and you yeah. had these underlying yeah. issues yeah and I think honestly the the biggest difference the sort of seeing you made was having someone be in my corner and go you are not crazy mm -hmm. and and giving me the space and the trust mm -hmm. to learn how to listen to my body again mm -hmm. was just honestly yeah. it was life changing I mean, for me you were guiding me without you telling me how you feel I cannot communicate with your body mm -hmm. and then once I can, I can teach you how to. And then you're in charge. I find we teach kids, you know, mathematics and English <laughs> at school, and we should teach body, you know? Yeah. And yeah. when your body has a massive migraine, it means it needs attention, and you need to figure out what attention it needs. And that, and I think that was a big part of yeah. it, was that listening to me and not telling me you're fine. Mm -hmm. Because... Honestly, if you haven't been in that situation, you don't know how hard it is. No, when you don't know how hard it is. You're trying yeah, and you're getting told, yeah, you know, it's in your head or it's normal. And yeah. you're like, no way is this normal. And you yeah. feel like you're, you almost sometimes feel like you're making it up or you're being yeah. dramatic. Yeah. And maybe it's not actually that big a deal. Maybe this is yeah. what everyone goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, and uh, it, it's such a deaf dialogue. Yeah. 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 And yeah. and you're right in terms of the migraines get labeled and you get a, you get a sticker stuck on you and you get put in a box. Yeah. That, that box. Thing. So, it, like, you're, you're having dysfunctional body when it comes to pain signals. Yeah. Boom. Done. Labeled. And you're, th this, th we know that there's That's so much more yeah. to it than yeah. that. And, yeah. So when I, I called you to ask to come, neither you or I are very public people. Um, and so I asked you as a favor, I said, Jess, can you please come and we talk about your story? Um, because I, um, you know, the, the woman in which I belong to networks of, so I, you know, the MBA I studied with at Harvard and the, the employer I went with at McKinsey people, if I tell them I found something for migraines, they take me at face value. They say, well... If she hadn't, she wouldn't be doing this, she'd be doing something else. If she says she has, there is something really special. And so they come um, and they don't hesitate. They say, I have migraines, what do I need to do? There's an intimate and immediate trust. But I, I have come to realize that in the real world and additional world outside of, of, of those bubbles, um, it's really hard to um, gain trust because people have seen so many other things that don't yeah. work. Um, and so um, if you were um, having a message to them um, or messages to them, what would you, what would you see? So I, I totally understand being reserved in and around trying something new. Um, you, you don't want it to be a scam. Yeah. You don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah. You, don't wanna... you know, you've tried. If, you, if, you're, Everything. if you're where I was, you have tried 
so much and you just don't know how. And then it's also this idea of, can I do it? You don't feel like you have the energy or the time to commit to a program, you know, and and you're paying for it. And then it, but what I would say is I never felt pressured or rushed or like I had to do stuff. So I didn't, you know, because that wasn't what I wanted, you know, you weren't checking in on me every week. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to tell you, oh, I've done this this time. I, I was allowed to explore this mm-hmm. at my own pace. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was food. It mm-hmm. was natural. I could respond instantly. So I didn't have to commit to trying something for six months if I felt like, nah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like, nah, mm-hmm. this wasn't for me. I always was like, oh, actually, actually. And it just mm-hmm. gradually built. And I think it's 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 daunting being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, and trying something new. But you do have a money back guarantee you can take it at your own pace mm-hmm. and a lot of what you do is grounded in you know centuries mm-hmm. of knowledge yeah yeah and yeah. i think I, I, yeah we haven't talked about that so much but it's all grounded in traditional chinese medicine i went to china i was yeah. shocked by how efficient it was on me i didn't have migraines but i lost half of my blood in a ski accident mm-hmm. and I also look for answers for myself for a long time. I was also half tank. It didn't manifest in migraines, but it manifested in other in other ways. When I found that, and it was so simple, I felt like you know, um, I felt like jumping up and down, and like how do I bring that to more <laughs> yeah. people? And because it's so simple, and it's so like you have so many side benefits of all of your body coming together. Um, and so I want to make something simple, but I dreamed of it for a long time, but I I held back a really long time probably eight years. Um, I find in what you say, there's also an element of trust yourself. Yeah. And don't accept being in pain as normal or as... You know, some women, they'll say, um, people tell me to just get on with it. It comes with the territory. Just yeah. suck it up. Suck it come, up. Yeah. come with acceptance. Start to accept that state as this is your norm. This is your state. This is you. Like, and, you know... I think we don't agree, don't accept Don't that. accept that. So much of society is pushing us to be working more and delivering more and having all these outcomes. And there's all this pressure to be this like high functioning member of society. And along with that comes stress and not sleeping. And, you know, like some people, they tell me, you know, how are you? I'm tired. I'm stressed. It's like a response and it almost gets normalized. Mm-hmm. And I think headaches and migraines and stuff also get normalized and so you don't talk about it or think about it as actually you know what that's yeah that's that's like really significant and as we talked about earlier that there's a difference between headaches and migraines there's also a difference in the types of headaches and the types of migraines you know it's a whole spectrum and so you know I would say a lot of people get headaches Mm -hmm. you know as I said we're on computers so much and I think they would go oh but I can deal with my headaches why can't you deal with your headaches and then mm-hmm. you feel like you should be dealing 
with your headaches and you know you've got all these responsibilities and your kids and Uh your life and there's just so much going on that I think some people feel like they either don't deserve or can't afford to take the time Mm -hmm. to be like actually you know what Um, I need help and it's just the whole program is so easy and so straightforward and you feel listened to and supported through the whole thing yeah Yeah. and at the end of it do you know what at the end of it one if it doesn't work you can get your money back two you've got some new food groups that you can try Mm -hmm. like I just in Mm -hmm. terms of the negative impact yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're not buying a whole bunch of lotions and potions that you're marketing yeah you're not subscribing to this huge big thing that it's literally when you break it down Mm -hmm. is just the supportive network and Mm -hmm. it's it is it's just Mm life-changing well thank you so much thank you for sharing your journey thank you for yeah, for being you, I, um, you know, sometimes when I have a really tough case, I still doubt myself. I get to that point where I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't he say I could do this? What's that story and what's that? <gasps> and then I think of, of women like you and I'm like, okay, let's just power through. Of course, we can do it. We figure it out. If she guides me in her body, we can together figure it out. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, it was fun. Thank you. No, thank you. Sharing is caring, so share this podcast with your loved ones or whomever it may help. Follow us on social media to stay updated on our content. And if you yourself suffer from migraines, then visit our website, uh, manningtonhealth.com, in order to take our free test and be assessed on your migraines. All the best. Stay well, stay healthy, and stay happy. Yours, Deanna.